In today's episode, I talked to a former client of mine about the impacts her negative mindset had on her and her life. She gets vulnerable with her story, sharing with you the real side of the dark side no one likes to talk about, and how we changed that for her through simple techniques and some that were totally out of the box, all in the name of changing her mind to change her grind. Stick with us today to hear a story of true transformation. Welcome to Lit, a podcast dedicated to changemakers who want to lead, inspire, or transform the world for the better. My name is Ravi Tour. I'm a straight shooter with a no BS approach. This podcast is meant to be thought-provoking, to get your attention, and mostly, I want to encourage change and movement from folks just like you and me. I'll cover things like world issues, mindset, and theory. So stick around, tune in, and let your mind be the map to your revolution. Welcome to episode 29 of Lit. My name is Ravi Tour, and I'm your host. I'm very excited to be on the show today with a former client of mine and a fitness and nutrition coach. Her name is Caitlin Dower, and she is going to talk to us about a few things when it comes to visibility, presence, and mindset, and how it impacts the entrepreneur's journey, but also her, her personal journey as a woman and someone who is contending in a rather large sector of health and nutrition. Caitlin focuses on women in terms of nutrition and health, creating plans that are unique to themselves so that they don't have to spend a whole bunch of time in the gym. And she's also changing women's outlook and creating more empowered relationship between women and food and how they see themselves around food and with food. Caitlin's going to go ahead and explain a little bit more of what she does, who she is, where she's from, and then we're going to get into her story and talk a lot deeper about mindset today. Hey, Ravi. So I'm so happy to be on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. As you said, I'll give a little bit uh, deeper about what I do. So I help women get really strong in the gym without asking them to spend their lives there because I know that they are busy. And I also help them create a really positive and healthy relationship with food and kind of get out of this dieting cycle by showing them how to develop long-term eating habits and learn to eat in moderation. Amazing. And that's kind of where we kind of want to begin with, because one of the things... So Caitlin, FYI, uh, Kate used to be a client of mine. So we're going to break her anonymity. She is on my website. So there is a testimonial. She (laughs) did choose to break it before. But one of the cool things was that I thought I'd bring in um, past clients to give you guys an understanding of what it looks like when we really deeply work on a change maker's mindset. And Caitlin, funny enough, she's actually um, originally a Canadian, right? You've just moved yes. to Australia. Yes. Is that correct? That's right. I'm from, I was living in Vancouver, Canada for about 10 years, but I'm originally from Vancouver Island. Um, and I moved to Australia about eight months now. So I'm way far away from Canada, but that's what always be my home. For that's sure. right. That's what helped us connect to each other. But also Kate had done a video for a, uh, for a group that I was able to watch. And although I loved everything you were talking about and what you were bringing to the group, I felt like you could probably use a little bit more oomph in your presence. Right. And so I reached out to her and and this is the relationship. But one of the things that I found extremely important and significant about you was that you are in the health and food industry. And one of the things that you 
you have been passionate about is creating that empowered space for women, especially, and creating, you know, releasing some of the stigmas that are associated with the health and nutrition world, right? In these yo-yo dieting and spend your life in the gym and all this stuff, right? You really want to bring it back to a more holistic and healthier version. Well, and I I just want to change, like, I just feel that a lot of people, like you said, they're either, they're really afraid because it it seems like it's just such a big task to either get in the gym or, you know, dieting is such this huge thing that they're scared of. And there's such a different way to go about improving your health that doesn't involve dieting, that doesn't involve, you know, like just pushing yourself till you're passing out in the gym. Like there's so much more to it. And that's what gets sold or that's what people see all the time is like, you have to go so hard that you're like going to break down in the gym and then you have to restrict all the food you're eating, which is like so not true. There's so many different ways to do it. And that's what I'm trying to show women is that it can be something that's really enjoyable that they actually love doing and that complements their life, that builds them up, that empowers them. And it's not something that like breaks them down and you know that they hate. So that's what I really hope to teach women is to just empower so many people and to change the industry a little bit. It's definitely shifting, but there's still so much work to do. So I'm pretty excited about that. For sure. Because there's like, there's been decades and decades and decades of programming in how we should be when it comes to the fitness world, right? I mean, we, we, we see commercials, we see, I mean, think of just the, the movie stars that come out of, of giving birth and within like, fuck, what is it? Like a week or two, they're all back to normal. And I'm exactly. And that's the thing too, is it's not just about the fitness and nutrition, but it's also like questioning societal standards a little bit, because it's like, why, why am I always looking to get smaller? Why can't I gain muscle and be bigger? Why can't I have just other options? Why is the only option for women to lose weight? Like we should have all the options. And so it's just about giving them choice, about giving them choice about what they want to do with their body, giving that choice back to them so they can make the decisions that make them the happiest. And so that was kind of the connecting piece, other than the visibility piece, a big piece of that was how much you wanted to make that change in such a large industry that really, you know, that has established itself and has created a presence well known, right? And so you're trying to fight the battle, the good battle. And I love that. And I was like, okay, well, I want to help this girl out. Let's help this girl out. So I find it interesting that at the time, here you are wanting to challenge the actual industry, this huge industry. So you want to challenge this industry, societal standards, what we see today, and you want to empower women. Yet you were in a totally different mindset when it came to visibility right? Entrepreneurship in terms of visibility and putting yourself out there and and exposing what it is you want to do. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So when I'll just kind of say like when I first started my business, I did some courses to give me the strategies and mechanics behind starting the business. And that was really helpful. But I had no idea because like I've always worked, you know, for someone else and you kind of just do what you're told, right? You just, you go through the motions. And I had, you know, these strategies and mechanics I got from the courses, but I didn't realize how much my mindset would come into play when I was the one in charge. And when I had to put myself out there, especially online where you can be criticized, especially in the fitness industry, people will criticize you for absolutely everything. Um, But when you have to put yourself out there and you have to do it consistently and you have to put your face out there, you have to put your voice, your message. And I did not realize how much my mind would get in my way or how much how many beliefs I had about myself, about kind of what I could do and, and all that sort of stuff. And 
I didn't know how much it was until I tried to start my business. And I, and I got a, you know, I made a few steps, but I got stuck because I was just so afraid. I was so afraid of being on camera. I was so afraid of being judged, of failing and all of these things that had built up like probably over the entire of my life. But I had no idea that were really that kind of deep or that bad, not bad, but deep, I guess, until asked to really challenge myself in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Very eye-opening. Very eye-opening. And so let's talk about some of those beliefs you had, because like you said, you worked for somebody else for the majority of your life. So this was very new going into your, into business for yourself. However, let's understand you, you're certified, right? So you've got the certifications, you've got the educations, you are beyond intelligent. And I'm not just saying that you guys, because she used to be my client, but the fact is, is she used to be my client. So I, I have a really deep understanding of who she is and you're extremely intelligent. So it's not like you had the intellect side that was stopping you. There was an emotional side. And so what were some of those barriers that you kind of experienced? Yeah. So um, like you said, I'll just say I'm very certified. I've got, I have a degree. I have, you know, really good certification. So that should have been like, I can do this. Right. But the barriers that I had is that I just had such a fear of failure. Like I was still am a bit of a perfectionist for sure. And I just thought everything that came out of my mouth and that was written had to be perfect. Like I would spend hours writing a post because I'm like, oh, this word doesn't sound good enough. And like, so perfection was a, perfectionism was a huge one for me or fear of, you know, not sounding smart enough. Everything had to be perfect, right? I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to sound stupid. And I think again, because I said in that industry, people will, if you like latch on to anything that's wrong. And so for me, I was like, so, so scared of that. Aside from that, like, I think that was the number one was that was the number one FYI. (laughs) I'm just like, for sure. And then yeah, being judged like that was for me, I hate, I'm not very good at conflict. So like being judged by someone or being called out by someone, like even those, those things have never even happened still, but like they were so forefront of my mind when I started my business, I was like, this is going to happen. Like, what am I going to do? Cause you, I mean, your brain's kind of creating that anticipatory stress within you expecting yeah. it to happen, right? Like Absolutely. what else are you going to do? So when you go to type that slogan or that post up, you're, it's painful. It's like pulling teeth, trying to get the words out. Yeah. Like, I'm not thinking about, oh, how are my words going to impact the woman that I'm trying to write for? I'm just so concerned with other people are going to, to judge it. Like, I wasn't looking at what is the power of what I'm putting out and how can I help people? I was just so scared. I was so scared about everything that was going out. And that held me, held me back so much because it would take me so long to create anything, to create a post, to create an ebook or whatever it was that I was doing that it would, you know, instead of taking an hour, it would take me a week. Because I would just build it up so much in my mind. And <laughs> to the point where it just, I was making like no progress in my business because I was just so scared. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's crazy because not only did it impact you in your business, but outside of business, right? So in, in personal affairs, and there's this one story, if you're okay with me sharing it, I mean, now we're only going to know because we're on air. So this is going to be a little <laughs> awkward, but I mean, you signed off on this, Kate, you signed off on this. Okay. <laughs> okay. But there was, um, you know, social events. So going to social events where there's, where, you know, let's get real. Anybody who's a change maker, anybody who's in business for themselves, right? Social events can be tough because everybody always asks that one question. What do you do? Or how's work going? And then you need to tell them, right? 
But as a business owner or as someone who's trying to create impact or has some sort of innovation or whatever that looks like, basically what I'm saying is it's not your average nine to five. Well, then things get a little tricky in how you try to explain them depending on your personal confidence level, right? And that was that was tough for you. Yeah, like when I first started, I would when someone would ask me, I'd be like, well, I'm um, you know, like I would would just be this like awkward like tiptoe around it. Uh, I definitely didn't have that confidence to speak about what I was doing and where I hope to go with it. Like, and I know that the, the situation you're talking about was when I was um, I think it was the bachelorette party or yeah. something. Yeah, it was a bachelorette party. And I was somewhere and someone asked me and I just, I was able to just say it with confidence. I was able to say what I was doing, where I was going. I wasn't shy because I wasn't worried what they were going to say about it. I was feeling so much more comfortable and confident with, with myself and mm-hmm. with my business in general, um, because I kind of started to get rid of some of those, those beliefs that we had started to work through. So that was really cool because it took it not just from being the stuff that I was posting online, but just being able to talk to people and having that confidence when speaking. Um, that's a huge one for me, as, as we'll probably dive into a bit, is that I've always been a bit shy, well, shy, but then also just talking to people and talking on camera has always been a struggle for me. Yeah. Um, much easier now, hopefully, as it comes oh, across. Hi, but compared- guys. We'll tell you the reason why. I got a little, yeah. I became a little asshole with her and really challenged her, but that's that's who I am. That's what I do, right? Exactly. But yeah. no. If you look at the video from before <laughs> to now, it'd be like, if we had a side by side, it would be great to look at. <laughs> it's crazy because now I see you, especially even now, today, as we record, it is insane how comfortable you are, whereas before it just wasn't. And it's, it's important to note that like, the, just like I talk about you guys, the ripple effects of everything that you do, there's always a ripple effect. Well, your inner belief system, your inner thoughts, your inner mechanics have a ripple effect on what you do outside of just that one cause or that one focus. If you're not confident, if you're always questioning yourself, if you're always fearful, if you've got all these limiting beliefs that really hold you down, Don't think that it only impacts one area of your life. It silently creeps into every area, right? I totally, I absolutely believe that. Like I had no idea how much my mind, not just in the business, but in everything else. Like once you start to like see that your beliefs are impacting one area, you start to see it in like all these, just these little minute things that you do day to day. Like even just the way you talk to people like at the store or at the, like, it may seem small, but like you see, like you said, you see that ripple effect into every area of your life, which is really cool. Like it's not just business. It's because it is your mind and it's like, it impacts everything, everything, just everything. That's why, that's why I was like, okay, I mean, I could just focus on business, but it's, it's a holistic approach, right? Life and business, because those are the two things that dominate the majority of our time, your life and your work, right? And so if we if we're able to combat both areas holistically, not only would it be beneficial, obviously, but it would really propel things in a different way all across the board. And that's what I saw with you too, right? Cuz that bachelorette party, you showed up after that that party into your next session, and oh my god, you guys, you were just so pumped. You were so pumped, which then what does that do? It gives you more motivation. All of a sudden, you're feeling freer, right? 
yeah, it gives you that, I'd say it gives that bit of momentum every time you can take that step to like speak with confidence or put yourself out there or do the video or every little bit kind of adds up. So like, it's been, you know, we started working together almost a year ago. I think it was like June or July. Yeah. Summer of last year, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. And like, I, you know, those changes are small over time. Like it it took a, it took a lot of work, like you (laughs) pushing me for sure. And then a lot of work after the sessions to just keep doing the thing, right. It didn't just like magically happen overnight. I didn't just wake up and be like, Oh, it's so easy now. It was those little steps again and again and again and again to add up to something really big. Right. Absolutely. And you explain it so perfectly. It's basically your your behaviors, your habits, basically your thoughts form habits, right? What you think about then creates a bunch of habits, what you do or what you don't do. Everything is pre-programmed within you. And so when you've got all these habits happening, they happen on such a micro level, right? So it's something so small. Like you're you you might be For example, getting yourself a drink of water from the tap while you're thinking negative thoughts about yourself. And then you go to, you know, think of the next thing that you're going to do, which might be write an article or fill out some some speaking opportunities, or maybe just go and talk to your community live, whatever that might look like. But then because of all those negative thoughts, you feel worn down already, or you feel pretty negative already. So then that doesn't happen. So you do the next thing, which then again, there's a micro event that happens there. And these it's a bunch of these micro events that when you look back, bird's eye view, it becomes this one macro piece of all these limiting beliefs impacting your life in a really negative way. Yeah. Right? And like you said, I, I didn't really realize before, like, and I think you talked about having someone on the other day that was doing mindset work with kids or like, yeah. and I thought it was so cool because I literally had no idea what mindset was until I started my business until I was like, I didn't know, like, you know, your thoughts create your beliefs and your beliefs create your reality. Like they don't really teach that at school they don't. and, and like, and not, or not even anything close to that. And if I know that, like not even just for my business, but for life, if you know that before it changes how you view like all the problems or problems in your life, how you view all those situations and events, it just puts such a different perspective on it. And yeah, not only for business, but like you said, for life, that changes everything. (laughs) It changes your relationships. It changes your, I mean, it starts with you. It changes you. That's the whole point. Yeah. Right. And then you view everything. Yeah. Changes how you view everything. Well, it literally changes your perception. All we're doing is we're shifting your perception because we're shifting the beliefs. And once we shift the beliefs and we shift the perception, your perception is your fucking reality, right? So if we change your perception, we change your fucking reality. That is the key point. Exactly. Like when I, you know, when I was younger, even like five years ago, I'd think this is reality. This is like, this is the truth, right? This is, it's not subjective. This is it. But it's like, that is completely wrong. Everything is subjective. Um, But that's a whole nother. No, but I agree. It is completely subjective. But when you do the work that you need to with your mind, with kind of your conditioned responses, because a lot of it was also conditioned, right? There were things that happened to you when you were younger that you didn't even even realize they played a role until we started to dig it up. And as uncomfortable as it was, and kudos to you, because some <laughs> some of the sessions were uncomfortable. Working with me can get uncomfortable for sure. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. It was good. It was like... It was like one of those good pains. I guess the runner's pain, yeah. right? That burn. Yeah. It's a good burn, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, you had these, these limiting beliefs that showed up from events. 
way younger. And I always say they show up, these events show up in your developmental years and your adolescent years, right? The most impactful times, that developmental stage where you're learning your core beliefs and values. That's where you're creating it. So we should be teaching that then. But no, nobody wants to talk about that from zero to seven, right? Oh, I just think that would be so cool. Like if that was part or just even being taught a little bit, like how that would shift kids not, or kids and teens, like the rest of your life would be so different if you're taught this when you're young. That's why I think that Matt's program is, is just amazing in the fact that, you know, being able to target young people to be able to develop that mindset out creates a whole different society. Because think about how many people are walking around with the kind of trying to throw on the filters if you're doing the Instagram lifestyle or trying to like be perfect if you're trying to prove something or whatever that and all of that's unrealistic it's unachievable so why not work with who you are authentically and allow the people to come to you right I definitely agree with that like we're walking around like you said people are just walking around like I probably was just thinking this is my reality this is or you know this is who I am and there's there's no changing that or there's no you know these are this is what I believe in and that's that's it Like, but then you just start to question it and you start to break it down a little bit and it's, yeah. And then when you get objective there and you break down those thoughts more and more, you really get an opportunity to change those and make permanent shifts, right? And like you said, Kate, it's not overnight. A lot of this work, I mean, think about how long it's taken you to program the shit in your brain already. It's going to take a lot of time to go back, but with the right kind of tools, you can make it go quick. But again, good things don't come fast, right? You got to put in the time and it's a practice. And a lot of what we did was a practice. Yeah, definitely. Like, and I always, it's very, you know, very similar to lifting weights or whatever. Like it's just got to put in the reps. You have to put in that practice and it's going to be really, like, it's very uncomfortable at first. Like just like when you're learning to lift weights and it's hard and it's like, and you're just struggling a little bit to get through at first, but then it gets a bit easier and then it actually starts to get a bit more enjoyable. And then like, I actually start to really love it. Like I would say I'm getting, I'm with them like loving being on camera yet, but I'm definitely like, <laughs> well, listen, you're definitely doing wonderful being on camera. Cause you're like always now posting. So this girl's yeah. Instagram is insane. So she's, so don't piss her off. Cause I bet you she could kick your ass. FYI. I've just put that, but she's a little too nice. So she's one of the nicest people I've well, ever met. My, my old clients, well, my clients I used to have in person would call me the smiling assassin. So <laughs> that kind of like puts it into perspective, always smiling, always kind, but a little, a little edge there, which was so perfect when you told me in yeah. session, but the smiling assassin has a shit ton of videos where you are just pumping weights and you are showing people realistic ways in in which they can achieve similar results right and that was not happening last year that just was not happening last year yeah there wasn't a lot of that and even though in those videos I'm not necessarily talking but again it was that fear of if I put a video on of me doing a technique like you know maybe it's not going to be perfect someone's gonna my knees aren't bending enough or like you know what I mean and then you just start to think about you're like that's so stupid like People need to see this and the people that need to see this aren't going to be questioning if my knees are five degrees past flexion or whatever. And, and then also like, yeah, there's those uh, videos on my Instagram there, but I'm also on my stories a lot more. So like videos of me speaking and not just speaking about business all the time. Like I do those as well, but just life stuff, which was like, that used to be really uncomfortable for me just being like, this is what I'm doing today. And 
da da da. And though, even those, like there's definitely still, I still have to push myself a little bit to do them, but I'm doing them and they're happening way more often. So like, that's a huge win for me um, to be making those steps forward. Yeah. And it, it, it obviously impacts you greatly. It's, it's evident because you can see it all over your face. It's, it's yeah. wonderful. So I'm really glad that you maintain that. But I want to switch gears and talk about pushing through, um, pushing through uncomfortable times. So, okay, so Kate's going to tell you that I am unapologetic in my approaches, right? Like, I just don't give, <laughs> I do give a shit. No, wait, let's clarify this. I give a shit totally. And because I give a lot of shit. Because I give a lot of shit, I push you really fucking hard to, to grow. It's, it's important to me. I don't do this because, you know, I want to make a million dollars, whatever the fuck the number is or whatever. Listen, it's not the money for me. It's about encouraging change. And, and really, if you want to know the truth behind it, I want to rewire society. Like as grandiose as that seems, I want to rewire society straight up. Right. Right. And so it starts by the individual. And so our sessions together, um, it left you a little uncomfortable, but there's, there's actually one in particular that I really want to talk about. And that is the plan. (laughs) No, this is the one she wants to talk about. So before I was moving from Canada, like before I was about to leave Canada to Australia, I wasn't going to, you know, Ravi and I weren't going to talk for a few weeks as there's like a lot of stuff going on. So she says, okay, well that's fine. Like, but I have one task for you. So uh, my task was to on the plane, from Canada to Australia. It's very long, but she wanted me to film myself speaking like in my seat for 30 minutes straight, like just talking about anything. And of course I was like, the first thought was like, oh, so uncomfortable. Just even thinking <laughs> about doing it. I was like, oh, this is terrible. Okay. And let me jump in here by saying she had only done a few lives at this point on her yeah. IG account and like her closed group in Facebook. Yeah, like eight months ago. So that was like, that was still a while. It was ago. still a while. So when I told her to do this, she wasn't the biggest fan. <laughs> I was like, I hate this idea, but I will do it because like I am someone that if I'm working with someone, like if they tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. Cause I know that there's a purpose behind it, but it doesn't mean I really like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you did it. That's the thing. I you did, did it. it. Very uncomfortable. And the best part was when the, like the stewardess came, she thought I was on the internet or something. She's like, you can't, you can't, are you talking to someone? I was like, no, I'm just filming myself speaking. Like, yeah, I know it's weird. <laughs> like, so just imagine, I'm just going to, I'm probably going to snort a few times here because I, that's what I do when I laugh really hard. But literally, I'm watching this to you guys. I'm watching her film because she has to send me the recording and I've got a A video, not just me talking. No, it's a full video of her talking and you can see everything and she's in the plane and I'm making my notes, right? Because part of it is to catch you off guard, right? Part of it is your speech. I mean, your mindset impacts how you speak, right? So if you're upstairs a lot, you're going to have interrupters in your speech. You're going to have speech patterns, right? So you might throw out the um. Or you might throw it all the time. There was like, at one point, there was like 30 ums. I just had like this tally board going. I'm like, fuck, if I hear another um, right? Caitlin, stop it. (laughs) But you know, at least when I can, I have an opportunity to watch you in that, in, in, in a scenario where you're most uncomfortable, I can then get a real objective understanding of what's going on for you and then be able to give you the tips to kind of work through that. And it was just the funniest because I'm totally into it. I'm writing my notes and all of a sudden you see like the stewardess come over the side, excuse me. And I'm just, 
I'm howling because I'm thinking this is not what I expected. I didn't expect to do. Okay, well, I'm really glad she'd get in trouble. But hey, the show must go on, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what the whole thing. I was like, oh, yeah, no. And I'm like, come back to you. Okay, let's continue (laughs) on the video. And it was like, even that made it like more awkward. So just up to the uncomfortability, the uncomfortable feelings I was having. Again, not sorry at all. Not sorry. sorry. Okay, so how what did that do for you, though? What was, I mean, other than it made you uncomfortable, talk about what it did do for you. Well, it's just one of those, being able to be in a situation like that, which, does, like I said, does make me really uncomfortable, but still do the thing, right? Still feel like I got it done. I didn't die. It happened. Like, and I was just able to speak. And I know that you said when you watched the video again, when I would get into a flow, when I would talk about something that I was passionate about, my ums would go away and I would just talk. And so not only that, so put me in that uncomfortable situation, but then the stuff that you, you gave me from it, like the notes and the, the pointers that you gave me were like, yep, yep, that's so, that's so true. So that was like, it, it was such an uncomfortable situation. But like I said, I lived through it. I did it. <laughs> And it just shows you that you can kind of speak and you can be in those really sticky oh, situations and it will be fine. And that I, I, could, I could be in that environment and <laughs> survive through it. And I really, I really love how you started off with those points to kind of like express what you had gained from it. You followed through. Part of the reason why people get so hung up and why limiting beliefs get hardened over time is that there is no follow through, right? If when you reach something that's uncomfortable, okay, we were talking about my ab scenario. So I'm just like, <laughs> anyways, there was an event about a month ago where I was doing ab work- workouts for three weeks and it was great. And then I had kind of like a rowdy night. And so I was waking up a little <clears throat> greener than normal than I needed to be. <laughs> and so I was like, I'll just leave this alone. I don't need to, I don't need to work out today. I'll go tomorrow. Well, that tomorrow has fast forward to today. It is literally not even happening, you know? And so because of that, that one hang up where you're like, okay, I might do this. Oh, I'm not going to follow through. That builds up so much resistance. It like feeds the demon inside, right? And it's like, yeah, you didn't do it yesterday. Why would you try it today? And all these irrational excuses and things start coming up, right? That's the first part. Yeah. I would experience that when eight months ago or when we were even working together is it with, with my posting and things like that. Like I need, I need to be constantly on social media, like putting myself out there. But if I missed a day, then I would like miss another day. And then it would be like five days by the time I knew it. And, you know, and then exactly, it just builds up in your mind of like, but you didn't do it yesterday. It's going to be so hard to even try to get back to it. Why would, it's going to take forever. Like, why would you do it? What are you going to say today? Like all those things that, don't really make any sense. <laughs> exactly. They really don't make any sense. It's exactly just like you said, it just builds up like that until you're like so far down the track and then you're like, oh my gosh. Right. Whereas, you know, if you just, if you just do the damn thing and it's not that hard and you show yourself that it's not that hard, then you can keep building that momentum going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's kind of like when you don't, when you kind of have that resistance built up from that, you get little kind of byproducts of of limiting beliefs, right? Newer versions of something else gets created in you and more. It's The only way I can really think about it is an octopus that keeps growing legs in different directions. (laughs) It's like going legs, arms, whatever you want to call it. I'm not a marine biologist or anything like that, people. So (laughs) just putting that out there. 
But no, so the follow through is pretty important. And then knowing that you, you didn't die, because a big piece of why we have such, such fear is a lot of what we're doing, just generally speaking, life or, or work or business, life in general, is self-preservation to some degree, right? We as humans have evolved like this. This is back in the day, it used to be tigers, lions, you know, poisonous vines and shit yeah. that's in the nature, right? And so there was a flight or fight response, right? But it was always self-preservation. And there was always a response, right? There was always a response. Well, now the dangers, quote unquote, have changed, right? The dangers are whatever we perceive them to be. And so if the dangers have changed, if they're not as bad as the rhino or anything like that, then what are they? Oh, it's getting on camera. Well, I can guarantee you today, you are not going to die if you get on camera. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not going to die. And that's a huge thing. But it's really hard to understand that because you've got to break down where the predisposition came from in the first place. And that, you know, who's, who, who wants to talk about 17,000 AD, right? But <laughs> in today's day, when you match up the dangers next to each other, you realize, oh, wait, I'm not going to die. It's just risking a little yeah. bit and growing. Yeah. And it's really not like that big of a deal. Like it, at the time, like when I first did a few of those lives that you got me doing, like I would be shaking, sweating, like so bad before I had to get on camera. Like it was, it was terrifying. It was like a lion to me. Um, even though it's not, it's not in any sense, I'm not going to die. Like, but I was that scared. I was that petrified of it. When I did some of my first videos, like even before we worked together, I would film something. It was like a one minute video. I was trying to piece together. And it would take me like an hour because I would just like everything, I would screw up every single time I try to say something. I was like in my head so much, so afraid. And so everything was taking me ages to do because I was so scared. And yeah, just being able to get through that and just know that it's really not that big of a deal. The fears are valid, I would say at first. They are valid, but they are also, you can get through them and come out on the other side and you're going to be okay. <laughs> you're going to probably be better than okay, actually. Right. Yeah, you're going to be, yeah, exactly. You're going to be able to do a lot more and say a lot more and just be more present, I would say, in your life. Um, so yeah, you're definitely more than okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's huge, right? Being able to be present in your life because I, I know you guys listening right now. I mean, think back to this episode so far and how long you've listened to it and how many times already in the last, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes that your brain's kind of gone off in different tangents because you've had so many thoughts pop in and you got to wrangle yourself back, right? That is the exact same thing when you're doing life. So you might be driving your car, you might be like going to work, you might be doing your business work, whatever. And our brains have a tendency, especially in this overstimulated time that we live in, you know, we're always stuck to our phone. And so every five minutes, maybe you're checking your phone that we've got, we've got this ability to now completely break our attention and be distracted all the time. And so if that's the case, it already takes you a long time to do things right. And time is time is a a, a serious commodity today, right? Like it's, it's expensive. People want their time. I mean, that's why we all fast forward through the commercials and so forth. But when you can be mindful in the moment when you take the power back, because what that is, is it's a loss of control, right? You're overstimulated externally, and now it's become internally. What happens is you've lost the control. And being mindful, creating that 
practice, like I said, it's the foundation. Well, now we build a foundation where you can be mindful, practice being mindful. And like you said, you are so present today and that changes the face of your life, right? What are you able to enjoy today that you couldn't enjoy before because you weren't present? Yeah, well, I just actually think I enjoy being in my business a lot more now because it's actually easier. It doesn't, everything is not terrifying. Um, so I'm enjoying, be, you know, putting myself out there more, which I don't think I would ever would have said a year ago. Like that would not be something I'm like, oh, this is, this is fun. <laughs> so like, I'm so much more enjoying that side of it. And then, yeah, like you said, just because you built this foundation and it tr- trickles into the other parts of my life. So like, like you said, relationships and friendships and, and how I just hold myself in a lot of different situations is much different than before. Yeah, I love it. And I, I think it was really powerful as well that you said that you, you bought these courses, you bought these things, right? And it's funny to me because I always hear people say, well, no, 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 I'm going to do the sales training first, or I'm going to go build my funnel first before I work yeah. on mindset or with a coach on personal development, yeah. right? And it's like, okay, cool, go do that. Have fun with that. Yeah, I'll see you later. And it's funny because, well, it's not funny. It's it's painful to watch, but everybody has to go through their own journey, right? Everybody has to learn. And you can't exactly execute. You can. It's just a lot harder. But you can't exactly execute on the work you're being told to do from like a Facebook ads course or a funnel course or the sales training. I mean, that's one area that you work with with your clients is mindset in the nutrition and fitness world, right? Without that core component, everything else is literally an uphill climb. You're going against the stream, right? Thanks, Lemony Snicket. That's Lemony Snicket (laughs) piece right there, guys. (laughs) But you really are. (laughs) Yeah, I love how you say it because that's the execution, right? You can learn all the things, but if you can't execute, if you can't put it into action, it's pretty much worthless, right? Like, Yes, you have the knowledge, but the barrier between having that knowledge and actually doing the thing, like if you can't do that, then it's point like you're not going to actually move your business forward. So I would like, I wish I had known that to start with because I would have, I would have 100% focused on mindset. Like I was reading something and it's like, eight, you know, building your business is 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. Absolutely. Like, if I had known anything about that, like I would have been doing that work like so much more before. So I was in the right spot to take these courses and actually take the action rather than just learn from them and then just sit there like putting a little bit into play and then sit there and then put another little bit into play. Like I feel like I could have been much further, but at the same time, we, there's a reason for the journey. So I mean, for sure. Technically, I wouldn't have known you at the onset of your business whatsoever. So you you were meant to work with me, FYI. So that's why it took you so long. Right? Exactly. Right. And yeah, everyone's journey in, especially in entrepreneurship, I think is is different. Yeah. Um, you know, some people probably come into it maybe not even needing any mindset work. They're already there, but like I was so not there that I needed those steps to help me get to where I am right now. Absolutely. And so today. As a woman who's obviously very empowered, you're obviously really, um, you've got a really strong foundation built. What does mindset mean today as someone who's, you know, you're a conscious leader, right? How do you see that impacting you now that you're cause focused, you're really cause focused? How does that impact you, whether that's good or bad? Does it help at all? 
Yeah. So I, th- I think it has definitely helped me for the good because I can work a little bit more. I wouldn't say with necessarily blinders on, but I am more focused on my mission versus what everyone else is doing and comparing myself to everyone. And I do write or say what my mission is a lot of the time now, like, um, because I find that I go back to that because if, if my thoughts and my limited beliefs start to come up, then I go back to what is my mission? Why am I here? What am I trying to do with this business? Why, like, what am I trying to do with my life? Because that just brings the shift back to kind of helping people versus my own shit that's trying to come up and like stop me. Yeah. So um, we did a lot of affirmations when we were working together and I still use like, they've transitioned into different ones, but I definitely still use those because I find they are really impactful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's had a huge shift to my cause because now it's more about that and less about me and yeah. the, the things that were stopping me. Yep. No, for sure. And the, it, it can get muddled up. I think that you brought up social media a lot. And it's funny because I, I created a post in my Instagram and it was about pushing leaders to keep going, right? And one of the things I had said in this post was that conscious leaders on social media, it opens the doors up to millions of people, right? Which means the trolls come out to play. And it was funny as I was going through my Instagram today, I was funneling through and there's that that young girl who's advocating for governments to do something about climate change and who had started in Berlin, I think, uh, originally. And you've got grown-ass motherfucking people hating on her. Oh, she doesn't even understand this, and she doesn't understand that, and who is she, and blah, 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 and all these things. And cool, yo. Like, happy for you, Pam, for making your shit kind of work for you. But at the end of the day, What's your impact? What are you doing? If you're just sitting there fucking hating on people, you're impacting a real person. And Kate's the real person on the other side, right? Ravi, me, I'm the real person, right? You, Bob or or Sandra, you guys are all the, the real people trying to do something better. And there's a million fucking people on one who want to tear you down. And so when you start to build that foundation, when you create those powerful kind of reinforcements through affirmations, through meditation, right? Creating a a foundation of breathing, right? Breathing is a huge one, right? How much did I get you to breathe? Yeah. Right. I, I know there I were like times you were going on, like going on a video or something like that, just to like calm my mind and remind myself why I was even doing something. Like, why was I, why was I going on video? What was the purpose behind it? Like, Again, just trying to get away from my own fears and my own things that were holding me back and bring it back to why am I even doing this? Like, why, why am I putting myself through this? Like, there is a reason, there is a purpose. And to breathe and remember back to that because it makes it so much easier to talk about something or be on video when you're like, there is a purpose to be here and I need to say the things I need to say. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I just, I love your journey, Kate. I just love it. And this is such a weird episode because. I really don't feel like I'm, um, I, I keep forgetting that I'm actually recording and that we're actually yeah. talking and that, yeah. but it's turned into a full on like back and forth banter kind of situation here. Like, oh, that point is so awesome. But no, it really, it, it really is that. And so for someone who's, who's a legit real person, ordinary, right? You are an ordinary individual. It's not like there's anything super fucking special about you other than your need to persist towards a mission, right? And I think that we all have that deep within us. That's why my mission as a brand is to help empower 
ordinary people to be able to make global impacts, right? You are, you're reaching people all over the world with different pieces of your content that resonate everything from when you talk about your dad who's passed, right? To your chin-ups, to your you know, some of those fucking bench presses or whatever the fuck you do. I'm like, um, yeah. What is that? (laughs) Not happening. I'm just going to eat this sun chip now and be okay with my life. But you know, it's, it's powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah, I agree. Like it is when you allow yourself to kind of step up to where you can be, like there is so much that you can do. And, And I feel like I've always, when I started my business, I felt like I can, I have a lot of, I have a big, thing I want to achieve and I have places I want to go, but I was stuck. Like I didn't know that I would get stuck. And so I have this vision and I have this woman that I think I can become, but it was, and, and build this business that I want and help all these women. But I just had no idea that like my mind was going to be like, nah, <laughs> not nah, you can't go there. <laughs> so like getting that out of the way is going to help me to just empower so many other women. And I needed to do that, not just only to build this business, but to help and have the impact that I want to have um, throughout the world and, and throughout my life. So Absolutely. it was it was essential. And yeah, I can't thank you enough, Robbie, for helping me get there. Oh, buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks for trusting me because a big part of it is trust, right? You didn't know me from fucking anything. But you know, the trust that you were able to create with me was was important. It's a foundation to be able to rebuild your foundation. And, and that's scary work, you guys. It's a lot of work, but the payoff is huge, right? It's, it's yeah. short-term pain for extremely long-term gain. And so if you're in the leadership area, if you really have an impact you want to make, if there is some idea that you're tinkering around with, maybe you're in it right now, right? Maybe you're trying to create impact now as as a leader but you don't feel it completely you can you're seeing the results of of your limiting beliefs sort of too right like just sort of because i i know that you sort of saw the impacts but you didn't sort of completely understand the holistic impact that these limiting beliefs had right if you see a little bit of it it's time you kind of knock on someone's door knock on my door right come and have that conversation and let's open that up because True leaders have a solid mind, a solid attitude, and they fucking go, man. And that's how you create real ripple impacts. And it all starts with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you spot on with that. Like I knew, I thought when I came to you, my fear was being on camera. Like that's just what, like, I just thought that was the one thing I had was like, oh, I'm really scared to make videos. And then once you like dig into it deeper, it was like, oh, there's so much else there. And so like you said, it starts, it starts with one little thing that you might think be holding you back, but knock on your door and he'll tell you there's a lot there. And it's, it's symptomatic, right? Like the the being on video was a symptom of the root issue. That's really all it is. And it's, you can't get to it. Just like I can't, you know, I, I self-coach. But I'm not as effective and I'm pretty fucking damn good. I'll tell you that. But I'm not as effective as when my coach sits me down and is like, mm, okay, Ravi, let's have a conversation. I'm like, yeah. oh, absolutely. no, don't talk to me. Oh, okay, you just pulled that out. Okay, let's work on it, right? But it, it's that objective pair of eyes and ears that can really see that, that other side. And, and I'm really glad we got to do that because look at what you're doing today. Look at what you're doing. Tell us <laughs> what you're doing today. So as I said earlier, I am here to empower women through strength and to really help them develop a healthier relationship with food and themselves. And as Ravi said, you know, I'm 
I'm on Instagram. I'm making that change and I'm making, putting myself out there to the world, which is amazing right now. Um, but I want to continue to reach as many women as possible. So right now I have one-on-one coaching that I do with women, but I'm going to be opening up some group coaching programs uh, coming up in the summer. Um, and so I'm really excited about that because I do love working one-on-one with women. It's amazing. But I want to be able to reach as many people as possible and to create such a big impact and do it almost and do it in a community. So if you are someone that potentially wants to do one-on-one coaching, if you are someone that is looking to get stronger, that is looking to learn to love to lift weights, learn to love exercise again, and see it as a celebration of your body, see it as something that is just such a beautiful thing that you can do with your body rather than a punishment. If you're someone that wants to have a healthy relationship with food, not feel guilt or shame or be starting a diet every Monday, be starting a diet after every holiday, because I know like I've been there myself for so, so many years. Um, this is what my coaching can do for you. This is what can kind of change your life because it will get you out of the dieting cycle and just make exercise and food and into such an easy habit in your life. It's not a quick fix. That's not what I'm about at all. It's really about long-term change for your health, um, long-term change for the, your exercise habits. And it's, it's definitely hard work. I'm not going to lie. I don't sell quick fixes. I don't sell you a dream that it's uh, really easy. But you have to put in the work and you will see amazing results, not just in um, your exercise and nutrition, but in every aspect of your life. So that's what I do with my coaching. If you're interested in it at all, um, definitely send me a message. I'm sure Ravi will put out my contact information. Yeah. Um, but what I would love to offer you today just for free um, is I have a chin-up guide. So it's a free chin-up guide that's going to take you from not being able to do a chin-up right now to be able to get you to your first unassisted chin-up. So if you're someone that has always wanted to get stronger and to do that chin-up, because chin-ups are hard. And if you're always doing the same, same thing and not really branching out, there's a bunch of different techniques that you can use that are actually going to help you get there faster. And so in this guide, I'm going to go through the five steps that are going to help you get there. You have exercise progressions, there's videos, um, there's going to be demo, uh, video demos, and then uh, descriptions for each of the exercises. And then you have a six-week sample chin-up program at the end that's going to start you on that journey to get there. So if you're someone that wants to get that chin-up, I would highly recommend uh, downloading the guide. And if you have any questions along the way, I'm always there to help you out. That is Badass on so many levels, like so many levels, because I've got basically, I, I used to do chin-ups. Right before we started to record, I was like, you know, okay, like I used to do three chin-ups. I could do three chin-ups, solid chin-ups. And then I just gave up on it. And it's, it's tough to go back to, but you have a, you know, it's not only for beginners, but I can integrate myself into it as, as someone who's done it before. Cause there's muscle memory, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is that it can be someone that's starting, like the program starts from someone, if you maybe haven't done any work for the chin-ups before, but like I was saying to Ravi, she can maybe skip to week three. If she's already like, oh, that's a bit easy. Um, it is only six weeks, but then you can just, you're using the idea of the six week program from there. So you can just continue on with things and then add in more difficult exercises. Cause I have ones that are harder progressions as you get stronger and stronger. And of course, if you have any questions, like feel free to reach out because I can give you really easy, quick pointers that'll help you get there faster. So rad. So rad. Thank you yeah. so <laughs> much for coming on and doing this for the audience because 
And okay, it's really easy for me and other professionals to talk about mindset, to talk about creating leadership out of our own person versus, you know, looking outwards and creating impact that way. But it's another to have someone who's gone through the motions and be able to be like, yeah, actually, man, this this works. This is what you need to do. This is how it's going to help you. And so thank you for bringing that insight into uh, into lit for us and, and being vulnerable and breaking anonymity, man, breaking anonymity <laughs> with me. Honestly, thank you for having me so much, Ravi. Like it's it's been such a good experience for me going through your coaching. Like, like I said, it has really changed my life and changed my business. And I'm so happy to be able to share that with your audience and to share it with anyone that is thinking, they possibly want to do some sort of mindset coaching. Like it is so worth it because if you can change your thoughts and change your, change your limiting beliefs and get rid of them, like it just opens the doors to so many possibilities in your business, in your life, in everything. So I would highly recommend it. I'm pretty sure my heart just grew a little bit inside. Like I'm pretty sure it just expanded a little bit, but that's it. You guys like, If you are trying to create impact, if you are a conscious leader, if you are someone who's, you know, just wanting to go up the next ranks at work or feel a little bit more confident, if you really, really, really need that boost, I can guarantee you it starts here. Because Ice Cube had said it, get your mind right, get your grind right. Like that is the real deal. I kid you not, right? Like listen to rap, listen to pop, listen to the music, listen to the lyrics. They're all talking about it. So it's about time. If you are struggling with limiting beliefs and you see them impacting you, then, you know, come and knock on my virtual door, right? Worldwide, worldwide, right? So whether you're in Australia or Canada, I'm dealing with you, but find what's right for you that's going to help you and, and surround yourself with the accounts and the people and the platforms that are going to serve your mind the best. That is the key. Once you get there and you work on that, you're going to be amazed at what happens in your life. And for all areas of your life. So my change maker, get your shit together by working out the foundational pieces of your life, right? And get that foundation built rock solid so that you can do all the important work you were meant to do. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lit. I am so grateful to have you as an audience member. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to hit subscribe and leave your review. For more resources, tips, and tools, head over to www.ravitour.co. I'll be back with another episode next week. But until then, stay lit.